G'day guys, I'm Peter Kafkis. And I'm Peter Gowers. We are Two Peas in a Pod. And, uh, well, today's a special episode, Pete. It is. We did put it on Facebook that we've got some special guests coming in over the next two to three weeks. And uh, our first guest today is a local Darwin businessman. Second generation? Second generation. Yes. I was going to ask that, actually, so I'm glad that you pointed that out. Uh, Mario Serbus, of course. Welcome, Mario. Thank you. And uh, as I would know him, Mario Tsipras. Tsipras. Oh, I yeah. didn't say it right. So, so <laughs> I first came across the service name with your business, Service Ceramics. That's right. And that's spelt with a C. That's correct. But that's not how your actual name is spelled. No, well, our name is uh, of Greek origin. Yep. And um, the it's spelled T-S-I-R-B-A-S. And in Greek, the pronunci- pronunciation yep. of the T-S is T's. Uh, which seems to be a little bit difficult uh, for the, for the uh, Anglo <laughs> tongue to wrap around. Right, all right. uh, so, I didn't know it was going to turn racist quite this well. Quickly. Forgive me, forgive me. Um, so yeah, so service is how we pronounce it uh, from a young age, and it seems yeah. to work. And uh, the spelling of Serbus Ceramics, um, one of our family businesses, um, yeah. is derived from the pronunciation of our surname, but also. Um, ceramic building industry supplies service. Ah, so very clever. Good old yeah, Georgie. Do you know that? My dad's take on things. So oh, that's cool. Uh, that's, that's even more impressive. Now. And, I, and I'll tell you, this goes way back for me to Murray Oakley days when I used to work with Ian, uh, the king of Murray Oakleys back in the day. And that's yeah. how I got to know your, your dad. He yes. used to come in yeah. and always support our business. Yeah. Yeah. And what a character he yeah. was. Well, he's still a character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so not much Just not so much in the business. <laughs> I used to deliver some stuff to your house there in um, Larrakia. Yes. And uh, your mum was Fia. Yeah. Fia was your mum yeah. to me. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she's still... Still there, still, still there, still yeah. uh, oh, wow. ticking along, enjoying grandkids now, which is good. So. Now, I won't, I won't go too much into your own family stuff, yes. but has has George built her the house, the dream house she's always wanted? The dream house is 99.9% complete. Oh, You're wow. kidding me. Well done. So yeah. It's taken a while. Yes. But, uh, nice. And it's come up very nice. So, oh. uh, if I say so myself. Well, not, not everybody gets the dream. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. nice. So... So, Mario, just quickly, um, I said you're a local business owner, mm. and of course, I know you um, through service and through mm. Four Kitchens, but tell us a bit about the businesses that the family have and what they do. Yeah, so we're a second generation family business um, based in Darwin. Um, we actually emigrated um, to Australia in 1985, and then in 1987, my parents um, started what was then called Ceramic Tile Centre uh-huh. um, mm. on Rycard Road in Winelli and um, grew the business from there. Um, and probably for the last 10, 12 years, uh, myself and my, my brothers have uh, taken control and so uh, we each have our area of expertise. My oldest brother runs Serba Ceramics. Uh, we have a store in Adelaide, um, Serba Ceramics SA, and then I look after our four kitchens business. Oh, wow. Uh, so a bit diversified. There's five boys in the family, oh, so we all have to do uh, something. Yeah. So we've uh, branched out a little though. bit. We, we're linked in terms of that we, we do support each other. Yeah. Um, obviously, not everyone who is looking for a kitchen is buying tiles for their living sure, room and vice sure. versa. Um, but we do have the ability to act as a, as a combined unit, a one-stop shop, and so mm. we do support each other. 
very strongly. It's a really good working environment. You know, our parents taught us that the business is a family, and so we do spend a lot of time getting to know our staff, understanding, you know, their families and where they're coming from. And so it's a very good uh, work environment. Mm. Um, and unique in this day and age. I think so, but Darwin's that kind of place. Yeah, you know, true, Darwin true. is that kind of place. Still, true. it's not the big rat race where everyone's just a number, and you know, that's really one of the really strong appeals true. to living here. And you know, having spent time away, <laughs> you know, it's been eight nine years in Sydney. Coming uh, back, it's been a revelation. You soon learn you to know. miss those things, yeah, don't you? So. Yeah. Well, the Darwin in me wants to know, where were you born here? You are born in Greece? So I was born in Greece. And okay. I, I was two and a half when we arrived in Australia. Yep. So yep. Whereabouts I'm, in Greece? So born in Athens. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. So I was born in Pidau. In Pidau, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, we were born in... Uh, Melbourne. Psychico. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. So, wow. Okay. And I came I've got uncles ni- that live in Pidau, so... There you go. Yeah. Okay. We came here in 1987 and I was seven. Ah, okay. Yeah. I've been here ever since. Yeah. Ah, my go. man. So we're original OGs. That's it. <laughs> original <laughs> gangsters. No, no, original yeah. Greeks. Fullies, fullies. Yeah. Fully imported. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that was the term at school. Yes. Know, oh, was uh, it? Fully imported. Oh, yes. Uh, but we didn't come by boat. It, it's, no. It's on a plane. It's funny how things have evolved over the years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. awesome. And then straight to Darwin? Straight to Darwin, yeah. We had a history in Darwin from yes. my mum's side of the family. Yes. So it was a logical place to come. And yep. uh, my parents were looking to migrate, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, came to Darwin and uh, the rest is history. Grew well, up here and did you go to school. What yeah. schools did you go to here? So, I uh, finished at Darwin High School. Darwin High. Yeah. And then uh, graduated mm-hmm. in 99 and yes. moved to Sydney beginning of 2000 to study down there. Oh, well done. And uh, moved back in uh, August of 2008. Can I just go back for a sec? Because um, we, we've got a um, couple of Sri Lankan ladies that help us at home with the kids at the moment. Mm-hmm. And they've literally just arrived from Colombo to Darwin in like the last six months. And I'm always like, how, like, how do you deal with it? It must be like, you know, landing in a desert somewhere because I don't know if you've ever been to Colombo, but there's like 20 million people in the city. What was it like arriving in Darwin from Athens? Well, to be honest, I don't know. Yeah, I was too young. Yeah, 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 too young. So yeah, yeah. I don't have any memories of Greece. Um, my older brother's... Do yeah. yeah. Are we talking about Ari now? We're talking about Ari. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he yep. was seven when we arrived. Oh, himself, so Ari, Ari, he, he does nice. have childhood like, memories. Yeah, um, but I, I don't. I was too young. Okay, mm. yeah. I want mm. do, do mum and dad talk about it at all? Because I could only imagine it be a culture shock. Look, f- my mum had actually lived in Darwin for. Nine years in the 60s. That was the wow. connection. That was the connection, down. yeah. So gotcha. my, my grandfather came here early 60s and, and lived here for a time. Um, and uh, my mother and my grandmother, after two years, I think, caught the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fremantle. Ah, yeah. There you go. With yeah. a telegram saying, yeah. Yeah. hop on the plane and come yeah, to Darwin. Yeah, come and get us. <laughs> so it, was, it was nice, actually. A couple of years ago, my parents went, went to Perth and they stopped in Fremantle and they have the, uh, the migrant wall. And oh, wow. uh, my mother yeah. found her name yeah, oh, really? on there, yeah, back oh, wow. from the date that Whoa, she Oh, there you go. There's so, a bit of history for yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, it's nice, you know. It's nice to see those kinds of things. Uh, and, so what, uh, what, what, what brought you back from Sydney and said, you know what, I'm coming back to Darwin. What was the, what was the move there? Two things. Um, life in Sydney is great when you're a student. 
Yes. Right. But when you have responsibility, <laughs> traffic <laughs> yes. wastes your life. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's only getting worse. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's true. The other thing is, having grown up in a family business, you approach work in a particular way. And uh, though I had embarked on a very successful early part of my career, um, the work ethic that I learnt, you know, working with mum and dad, mm. um, meant that I was not necessarily getting what I thought were the rewards and the lure of coming back and working in the family business again mm. was just um, too strong. Oh, that's good. What, what were you doing? To yeah. Do what, work? yeah. So what, was he, what was the I game was in, I was uh, So I studied engineering and oh, wow. uh, right. commerce as well. So I'm a mechatronic engineer, robotics and automation. Um, and Jeez. also got a management and marketing degree. Just threw that in. It threw in between it in. Yeah, yeah. Just throws that in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was good. It was good. Wow. Um, and I actually started working with a building products company called Brickworks. Now, they manufacture bricks, uh, roof tiles, timber products, and a variety of other building materials. So I started work at one of their brick factories as a graduate engineer, looking at um, process improvement um, with the view of you know, moving into the management of the factory operations, mm-hmm. um, which yep. is that how, how it turned out. So. Um, I was lucky enough after a couple of years to to be given the role um, as the factory manager of the Barrel Brick Plant. Mm-hmm. Now, Barrel is a beautiful oh, yeah. little country town right just of south life. of, about an hour's drive south of Sydney in the yep. Highlands. Yep. Uh, about 750 metres. Don um, Bradman territory. Don Bradman's home. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's a, such a beautiful, picturesque town. Mm. And, um, you know, I spent a bit of time there managing the factory and, and running 45 guys and mm. you know, wow. $50 million business, which was really good, a lot yeah, of good yeah. experience. Yes. Um, and uh, then decided that it was time to start heading north again. Yeah, right. So I yeah. um, wow. stopped in at Maitland and was actually <laughs> running a, uh, a tile factory there yeah. um, with a few, uh, with a South African company, actually, the only tile wow. manufacturing um, business in Australia. Uh, so that was interesting as well. Being yeah. from a tile background, it was like coming home. Yeah, yeah. And then the true homecoming was a few months after that. I moved back to to Darwin and started working in the business. So Maitland to Darwin. Yeah, Gee. good move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Not move. a lot of people have made that move. No, I no. So um, it was. Uh, Maitland's an interesting yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, very interesting place. Yeah. Um, oh, and you met your partner. So yeah, I met my partner at university. Okay. Uh, so. Yeah. Not quite a childhood sweetheart, but yep. definitely my sweetheart. Yeah, so university sweetheart. University That's close sweetheart. Still yeah. a child. That's well, I was young, so I was yeah. only... I well, just you, turned 18. And you've grown up in Darwin, no. so you're probably like, whoa, what is going on Yeah, here? no, I mean, we were a good, a good fit right yep. from the beginning. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we've been together, geez, what is it now, 17 years, nearly 18 years. Yep. Married for mm. 12 Wow! Those. Yeah, well done. Wow. Um, well done. Yeah. So you've Great. you've um, you've gone through any possible hard yards and well, is it the seven year itch? What yeah, do they yeah, say? Yeah. We've been seven <laughs> years done but that, so I've survived. Watching, uh, we're watching this. Documentary. Well, she survived. I don't know. She's the poor one who has we're to put up. We're watching a with documentary me. the other day with Will Smith in it, and he was talking about him and his wife got counselling at one stage, and the the counsellor said to the wife, "Girl, how long have you been married?" And uh, she goes, oh, 17 years. And she apparently 
And she turned around and said, girl, you don't even know him yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was is, the beginning and the end of the conversation. You know, it's funny you say that because um, obviously <laughs> when you get together with someone and you're quite young, there's a lot of growth and maturity. Sure, of course. And, and, and Evolving that to you do, have yeah. To go through. Yep. Um, and I've, I've noticed that probably over the last two years, mm. I actually have got to know yeah. my yeah. wife a lot better. I couldn't yeah. agree more. Part of that is getting to know yourself yeah. a lot yes. better as well. And yes. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a strange situation where, you know, you think you know it all, but really we're still discovering ourselves in yeah. so many ways. And um, Correct. I think if you're open to that process, then it gives you the ability to make a deeper connection. I couldn't agree partner, more. So. I also think that... Um, uh, the experience of living in areas that are uh, not native to you or mm. that are foreign to you are, are, is an important part of that mm. process. And um, look, I started my first business when I was 19 and it, it went particularly well for a kid of that age. I had a fair bit of disposable income. I could buy what I wanted to buy. Sadly, I didn't put it into growth assets, but that's another story. Um, but, you know, I was relatively free. Um, but I also thought I knew everything, and if if I disagreed with someone, they were a dickhead. It wasn't that their point of view could be right. Have you I, read my biography by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> I moved to Dubai in the year 2000, and uh, for the first time I saw an alternative view of the Palestinian-Israeli situation. I went, oh, hang on, that's at odds with our country, mm. and I went... I looked at the Arabs, and look, the Arabs are known for a lot of things, but one of the things they probably don't get enough credit for is they are able to look at any side of the argument, even if they're in it. And they taught me that, is that, well, hang on, you're not always right. Mm. And I could watch two people have a stand-up argument, walk to separate corners, and have a conversation with both of them, and within five, ten minutes, they were already talking about the other person's viewpoint. So that getting to know yourself yeah. thing, it's all part of that process. That's quite an interesting uh, view. I've never heard of that before yeah. in that way. And I guess you get that by living close. In that, I think so. And in, look, I, I'm not native to Darwin. I've, I've been here 13 years, as I continually say on this podcast. But just in the time I've been here, you know, Darwin's got its own machinations. It's got its own way of dealing with things. Mm. And it's yeah. interesting for me to talk and listen to you guys who've been here far greater than I have, a uh, greater time than I have. But but I've, I've lived in a lot of places around Australia. I've lived overseas. And I've always found there's benefit you get from each of those if you're willing and able mm. and, I guess, prepared to accept those things. Mm. And now with your partner, three beautiful kids. Three kids, yeah, yep. So Elizabeth, who is six, yep. George, who is five, and Sophia, who is nearly three. Oh, well done, lad. Yeah. And which so. which one's the most out of control? The youngest, well, definitely Sophia. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, that, <laughs> not that she's out of control. It's more a process that she is in control. <laughs> she controls all of us. Um, yeah. So sounds like two-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. So she's great. She just yeah. has this. Huge character that yeah. takes over. So mm, interesting. Followed by a close second to my son George. Elizabeth is my angel. Yeah, right. She is just so calm and placid, and <laughs> willing to please. Oh. She is amazing. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm really lucky we had her first. Yes, because the decision 
to have other kids may have changed. <laughs> 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 George before her. So. They say that a girl first brings stability to the house. Okay. That's the theory. Yeah. Right. I, I can't. I can't um, yeah. confirm or deny. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I just you know that my house is in chaos, yeah, and yeah. my first was a boy. So yeah. Yeah, maybe it is correct. All right, well, let's get into one of our passions. Like we, I guess we love business. We love Darwin. We know Darwin's been in a bit of a rut at the moment. Um, I'll certainly get your opinions on that as well. Um, and, you know, the way people consume information has changed, the way people market has changed. Definitely. You know, what do you see for, for the future of Four Kitchens? Well, Four Kitchens as a business, the philosophy is to bring European style to the t- top end in a value for money way. Yep. So we always are driven by what the fashions and the trends are coming out of Europe. So we make regular trips. I was in 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 Europe uh, in Milan actually um, <coughs> only uh, in April um, for a large design fair. It happens every two years there. Euro Cucina. Right. Um, and some people see that as a little bit of a luxury. We we think it's a way of informing ourselves of what's coming. Um, changes big time in the market is the how informed yeah. our customers are yeah right and um so they can do their research they do a lot of research that's right they do and and um and that's true of of all ages it's not you know just the young more tech savvy yeah, yeah. you get a lot of yep. um, well-informed customers coming through but the only danger to that <laughs> that we find is is the potential to uh Suffer from the Dr. Google syndrome, yeah. where you know Google knows, my wife knows has that. everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> my wife has it, but without the Dr. Google, <laughs> okay. she knows, she knows, she everything. knows everything, and it's been proven <laughs> fact in our household. So. Right, um, but look, you know, as you guys are are experts in your field, um, you know, we have a level of experience and knowledge as well. So, um, you know, we try and bring that to bear in a way that is going to produce the right result for our customers. Yeah. And that discussion that we have, that advice is valid regardless if the client ends up going ahead with us or not. Yep. We think that it's important right. that we contribute to the positive yep. outcome regardless if we win the work or not. Um, so, uh, you know, we spoke about the way our family business is structured where we have the tiles and the stone and the kitchens well, if we have a customer who's coming in and is doing a large renovation but they only want to use us, say, for, for the tiles, yeah. we will still spend the time with them and, and inform them and, and go mm. through the process for their kitchen cabinets and stone selections and show them the different options. Um, we know we're not going to win that work, but the advice that we give them is the same Stands regardless. true regardless. That's yeah, that's right. great. So, um, in, that's in Darwin, really which is a small place... Um, you know, word of mouth is is key. Um, your reputation is is key. Yeah, yep. we've been lucky enough to over thirty years in business here to develop a very strong reputation. Um, we probably don't sing it from the rooftops as much, and I know uh, both <laughs> both the Peters have been on our backs about you know getting more vocal about how we put our business forward and and the really mm. good things that we do. But regardless, you know, Darwin's a place where everyone knows everyone. Um, and so you need to be able to do the right thing by yeah. your clients. So that that is a big focus for us. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Um, and look, I've got to say it's rare. Um, I, I had a situation just yesterday where um, 
Somebody I know um, required some medical care. Um, not emergency or anything like that, but just some medical care. But that person is only going to be in Darwin for a limited period of time. And I swear to God, this is the conversation that I had where they called me and said, can you recommend anyone? And I said, what do you need? And they told me. And I said, yeah, go to this person. They said, no. <laughs> that person has told me via their secretary they're not interested in treating me because it's not worth their while. Oh, really? I literally almost fell off my really? chair. So yeah. I said, I said, no worries. Yeah. I'll get you someone else. And at the same time, I'll make sure every person I know knows the, who that is and what happened. Because yeah. that is absolutely unacceptable. But, you know, you need to be careful, especially in business, because in this day and age... Nearly everyone has a platform, we say. Correct. Anyone can get on the blower, being yeah. social media, yeah. put a post up, can hop on your business pages on social media, could leave a bad review, yeah. um, which there's ways to handle that. We've spoken about that. <laughs> um, don't ever be scared of bad reviews is how you handle them. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the reality is we're all human. Yep. Correct. Yep. Nobody's yep. perfect. Yep. Anyone who says they're perfect is lying to yeah, you definitely. right to your face. They're only a moment away from stumbling. Well, I'd say they've, they've stumbled and are trying desperately <laughs> not to fall over. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's um, how you deal with every situation, I think, is, is vital. Yeah. And what you have to be is truthful and honest and operate yeah. with integrity in everything that you do. Um, and that's true regardless of if you're in business or not. Or not, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, yeah, it's absolutely. A, it's a critical thing yeah. um, just as a human being. We all mm. make mistakes. We can own up to it. And I think people most of the time will respect you more when you say, look, yeah. it hasn't gone the way I expected. What can we do to fix it? And then you do Couldn't what agree you more. need to do to try and achieve the right outcome. And Couldn't agree more. I, I, I've had some situations in recent years where... I think when, when you get yourself in a mess sometimes, there's this natural reaction, how do I get out of it? Mm. What do I say I'll do that'll just make mm. that go away? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I just think that my experience is that if someone owns up to something, and I say it to my kids all the time, I say, listen, you tell me the truth and I'll help you, no problems. But don't tell me you didn't write on the wall because I can see the green texture <laughs> yeah, in your yeah, hand. Exactly. I can see it on the wall. Um, and I think that's just common sense, yeah. but... There is a natural inclination to try and duck and weave. Mm. The other big thing is, is I don't think, particularly in our industry, we have leveraged technology mm. to its potential. And, and for us, definitely, that's, that's something that's going to happen sooner Ooh, rather than later. So, exciting. Um, you know, there's huge advances in, in things like augmented reality and virtual reality that allow um, you to imagine a space um, with furniture or tiles or cabinetry yes. in it to interact with it, you yes. know, with various forms of virtual reality, goggles, etc. And so that's definitely a watch this space oh, type look of at situation. That. There you go. You know, and there you go. Nice. Yeah, right. That yeah, sounds so interesting. It, it is very interesting. And uh, we will see, particularly for you guys as well, you know, you can use your video walkthroughs and, and stuff like that. But when you can partner say with someone like ourselves or a similar business you know a lot of people can't imagine what a space will look like when they bring their furniture in or their items of course and and, and how selling that vision exactly you know and, and how how much a space 
changes when you put yeah. things in it, you know, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. walk around it and then you see it. So um, we see that there's a huge opportunity in that space mm-hmm. to bring technology to bear and provide a service for our customers that will allow them to be really sure that what they're doing is right for them. Let me uh, let me say something. I guess uh, now does does George your dad is he he's, he's out of the business now? He's just overseas it or you, or you, he's you like, don't have to say no, more. So he's like George, the director of football operations at a footy club. Right. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's pulling very the much. I'm going somewhere with okay. this. Is why I've asked so, that. So George is not involved in the day to day operations. Okay. Uh, okay, we run a family business board yes so we do have our regular meetings our strategy meetings and Mm. he's obviously very present in that great the best thing about it is he acts more like a mentor now oh i love that that is wonderful um, to hear his experience in business and his insight is unparalleled yes it would be it would be yep such a resource and the challenge for us is to put outside our we know it all, whatever Absolutely. you say, that's different. You're a dickhead yeah, approach yeah. Yeah. And, Times have and really yeah. take on board and, and maybe yeah. use the Arab approach and put yourself in the other shoes. Yeah, and, yeah. Because though we like to think that, you know, modern technology has changed the world and, you know, nothing applies, yep. that's, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yes. There's so many tried and tested business um, nuggets of gold Correct. that very oh, easy to, to discard and throw in the rubbish heap and to your detriment. And yeah, uh, yeah. I can say I'm guilty of that. Yep. So now I do try very yeah. hard to uh, take a backward seat and, and mentally that is. Yes. And, yes. Um, you know, really think on, you know, the advice that we get or the insights that we get from my dad. And yeah. um, and not just my dad, but also from other people, you know. And sure, sure. So it's important to keep an open mind and, and, Absolutely. and be flexible. Because one of our mentors, um, Gary V, he often says so many businesses get stuck in a way that they get so romantic about what they do that they just kill themselves and they don't know they just they just go to kill themselves because what's happened is the average consumer does not consume the information that they used to mm-hmm. so i use always a classic example you know 10 years ago 5 years ago even not even oh, i'll give myself a bit more Ish. credit 8 years ago you know they would tell me i'll go to your dad was one of them george Give me a go, this and that. You know what I mean? Yeah. What can you do that I can't do? Yeah. And that's what forced me to level up because I was sick of hearing that. So now I've gotten to a point where there's not many people in the industry that can sell real estate the way that we can, which is, hey, if you want to take photos, you can take your own photos. You want to put them in the newspaper in realestate.com, go ahead. You don't need to pay 15 grand commission anymore. Forget it. Do it yourself. But now what we know is people are living here on the phone, mobile phone. Mm. So we target and we build audiences and we target our focus and give you great content on that mobile device because that's where the attention is going. So that's what you're sort of saying as well with, you know, uh, here's where I'm going with it. How do you mix that with your virtual reality in old school? Well, because old school doesn't mean that you – are not open to technology. Right. Mm. The, the, the business right. lessons, okay, are, are, can be distilled down to some fine points, which yeah. are pretty constant across business types. So the number one thing is to understand your customer. Yep. Okay. Yep. What they want. Sure. What do they want to achieve? Sure. Why do they That's want to true. achieve that? That's true. Your ideal customer. Oh. Yeah. 
not necessarily the okay, ideal customer, okay. but anyone coming through your doors, instead of putting forward something that you think is the yeah. answer to their problem, <laughs> you don't know what their problem is until you ask yeah. them. And even then, they sometimes don't know what their problem is. So you need yeah, to figure true. it out. And that true, might true. be a and they can't five minute conversation or it might be a five visit Depending on the conversation person. over six months. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. like the, the level of consultations that, that we do spans sometimes over a year. Yeah. yeah. By the time people wow. really distill down exactly what they want and, you know, the stars all align and everything is perfect for them to go ahead. So, um, you know, understanding your, your target market, your customer, their needs yeah. is the very first step. Yeah. Knowing what you can do to bring value to the customer Great is word. the second thing. Great yep. word. So there's times where people come in and what they want to do, we don't think that we can help them in mm. the right way that is worth their while. Yep. Um, and that could be for a variety of different reasons. But it would be remiss of us to force them down a path where they're going to spend money with us and we could do a great job and whatever, yeah. but if that's not what's going to give them the right yeah. outcome, yeah. we haven't done the right thing by our customer. Yeah. So sometimes you know, we'll say, look, we don't think we're the right person for you to... Oh, no, that's that's you know, huge. Try that's this huge. person or that person. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> wow. um, other times, you know, someone wants to come in and, and only spend, you know, do a very minimal job. Like, I mean, you see this all the time. What's the minimum I need to spend to <laughs> sell my house for this much money? Okay, because yeah. um, we do quite a bit of, of renovation work, and the big thing is kitchen sell homes, bathroom sell homes. Well, yeah, that's a general rule. But you can very easily overcapitalize, absolutely. or you can undercapitalize, absolutely. So, this market, yeah. absolutely. So you know, where is it worth spending yeah. your money? Understanding yeah. the outcome and where you can bring value is is mm. huge. And you've obviously found, you know, your way of bringing value to your customer. Yep. It works for you, and, and even more importantly, it works for them. Yeah, well, it's pretty. It's pretty so, full on our, our system. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it does. The other thing too, and while you're talking, while both of you have been speaking, I've just had this sort of overwhelming thought going through my head. And you know, you you can bring as much technology as you like to the world. And you know, Mario, you and I talk from time to time on different things in the digital space. And Pete, you and I talk every day about <laughs> digital and social and sort of stuff. And we can do all that. But at the end of the day, and if if you can see through all the salesmanship behind all the online stuff, what they will actually tell you is your best customer is going to be a referral every day of the week. Mm. Someone you know, someone who knows someone you know, someone you've done business with in the past who knows you, likes you and trusts you. Of course. But all the stuff that we do is to attract those people that don't have that yet. Yeah. So mm. it's, it's often mm. a big mistake made by salespeople where – the sales manager comes into the, you know, I'm, I'm working in a um, sort of a bit of a throwback era here. Yeah, okay. But let's imagine the Monday morning sales meeting and the sales <laughs> manager's been kicked up the bum by the general manager mm. and he says, right, guys, we need a million bucks by the end of the week. What most salespeople will do naturally is they'll go and get the Yellow Pages or Dr. Google or whatever and they'll ring 100 businesses they've never spoken to before. Mm. Whereas in actual fact, there's probably 15 businesses they deal with today that will spend more money with them willingly because they're already pre-sold yeah. to the brand. Mm. So that's what we do with our property and it's, it's seemingly the same as what you do with 
Yeah, we do. We do leverage our um, our ongoing relationships. It, it's it's key. It's mm. key. Mm. Yeah. Um, so being able to to draw on that. The other thing, you know, when you talk about, obviously, you're in a business. You've you've got to reach your your numbers. Mm. It, and, and going back to you know the a sports analogy, I think yeah. we discussed um, previously is <laughs> I'm going to get to you can't in a minute you can't too, wait till you know injury time or sudden death <laughs> to win a match. You've got to plan. Yeah. You've got to plan for Good the on. from the first minute right yeah. to the last whistle. You know, so you're you're selling yourself short if you haven't put in place what you need yeah. to, to be Correct. successful right from from the beginning. Yeah. And it's a game. I mean, for me anyway. Business is a game, and money is a form of scorecard. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Good one. you know you've got to strategize. You've got to have your tactics. You've got to understand your team. Yeah. You know, understand who's good in opponent. what position. Yeah. <laughs> understand your opponent, but it's a game where you can actually influence the rules. So it's a very yeah. interesting yeah. Kind yeah. Of game. Good way. So you know, can you not bend the rules, but can you apply rules that suit you better? Yeah, to your game. Yeah, then maybe your competition, and and I guess True. at the end of the day, where you want to be, yeah, is the only one playing your game. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah well, before then you are a winner. Correct. Well, before Pete gets onto the sports <laughs> thing, let me ask one last question for Cerberus Ceramics yes. Four Kitchens. Yeah. Something that I want to know: okay. Are we going to see the family behind the scenes reality show? The reality show? Well, <laughs> it'll be a very boring reality show. Peter. We're, we're not as. Uh, as interesting as maybe you know it might seem, we're we're a very close family. Um, we get along very well, and uh, there's not no scandal. Or Surely there's a no 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 no. Surely there's a cousin or an in law that we can uh, you know. No, look, everyone has a black sheep somewhere. I just uh, <laughs> yeah, don't know if I'd. Uh, I wouldn't know who that is. I'd have to sort of think about that. No, credit credit yeah. to you and your business Thank and you. uh, the number of years you guys yeah. have been here. Uh, a true Darwin family. Um, I'll let Pete get onto the sports well, stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, been dying I, I, know, <laughs> I think we need to talk sport just to level things up a little bit as well. <laughs> so um, I guess first things first, what the hell happened to Sydney FC this year, mate? Oh, what, what you'd expect to happen. Oh, well, oh, to be honest... I got to about halfway through the season. I thought, well, victory's dead and Sydney's going to win again. So I got disinterested. And then literally about a week before the grand final, it's like, huh? What is going on? What happens in... in, So Australia's unique in uh, football or soccer terms. In that we have a system that the champion is not the person who is top of the table at the end of the season. Mm, okay. We have the the playoffs. Well, that's and, not true. We're the yeah. champions, aren't we? Didn't we win? Well, we're, we're Sorry, called the no, premiers. So I know you're you're a victory fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> big strain on our uh, friendship. <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> that's it. I try not to bring it up too much, but look, we also operate under a salary cap. Yep. So those two things mean that you get to the point where it's a sudden death situation. Yeah, yeah. And a reasonably level playing field. So it really comes down to who plays better on the day. As we saw true. in the World Cup, so many true. upsets, you know, true, recently, true. which, you know, big teams wouldn't expect the results necessarily that, that occurred. Yeah. So it it's part of the beauty of the game, you know. You don't yeah, want true. to be one-sided. And I think too much money has has tainted the game a little bit. 
in Europe, you know, in Europe yeah, particularly, definitely. you know, it it's, it gets boring sometimes. The same old, same old teams. Yeah, obviously yeah. the level of play yeah. is is incredible, and the skill that's on show is amazing. Mm. But you do like to see other teams get up there, and I, you know, probably the best Premier League season that I've seen recently is when Leicester won. Leicester, absolutely, know, that, that's absolutely an I don't, amazing. I, result. I don't think anyone, and I, I'm I'm a Manchester United fan in the EPL. Are you? I am. I was going to uh, ask we're, you. We're, we're going to stop being friends now. Who, who's your team? So I don't have a team in the in the Premier League. I'm a true ah, supporter. Right. A true fan. I follow so, a team called Leeds United, who are in the second uh, okay. division. In England. Uh, okay. All right. Sorry. Right. I, I should Very say, big. Team I should say English football. Right? English football. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, that's so good. we've languished in the second division for about 13 years. So yep. Hoping that this year might be our, our year, but uh, it's too early to say. Yeah, and, and look, I um, I lived in Dubai. I have lived there on two occasions, and there's a lot of expat palms mm. in Dubai. So the first time the conversation came up with mainly Liverpool supporters was uh, who do you back for? I told them, oh, yeah, of course you do. Everyone does. I said, well, hang on, back up the truck. I've supported them since 1981 uh, when they made, I think it was the FA Cup final at the time, and the Manchester United players released a song that was a, quite a hit single at the time and that's what drew me into it. Okay. I've always been a music fan there so then going. they went, oh, okay, right. So although, yes, we've gone on to achieve lots of things, that, at that stage they hadn't achieved much at all. Mm. Mm. Um, but I tend to have a team in most leagues because I, I like to have a team I'm supporting in whatever the sport is I'm following. And now my eldest son, no matter what I'm watching... He'll come say, who, who are we barracking for, Dad? So it's sort My of, boy does the same. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And it's like most games I'm like, yeah, we want this one to win. And now he's worked out that AFL and NRL, for example, we're barracking for whichever team affects our team least. Yes. Right? So if there's a team yeah. up in the eight and we they're playing a team at the bottom, we want the bottom team to win. Yeah. So that got back from Melbourne Storm and NRL, for example, so that whatever team's around us doesn't you know get above or closer. So... On the odd occasion, you'll say, oh, who are we barracking for? And I say, oh, it doesn't matter. Who cares? You know, because you're not affected by the yeah. ladder position. But, um, yeah, so one of the things I was going to ask you about is what teams do you support in other leagues? Well, but you're telling me not. Well, the only other team really that I support, and it's waned a lot over the years, is in Italian football. Yes. Uh, which is AC Milan. Okay. And... Um, I don't really follow, aside from the A-League, I don't follow necessarily the other football codes. Yeah. When I was living in Sydney, I'd follow the NRL a lot yeah, more, yeah. and I was a Roosters fan. Oh, yeah. And um, But I'm not really into it. Yeah. You know, and, and AFL, I'm nominally a Bombers supporter from a <laughs> yeah. kid, but yeah. again, I don't. Yeah. It's been years and years since I've ever sat down to watch a full, yeah, yeah. A full game. Yeah. I, um, I, I think... Um, I lived in Melbourne when the Melbourne Storm became a team. Mm. So I went, well, I'm going to support them because nobody else is going to follow mm. them. Rugby league's not... Big in Melbourne, yeah. Even uh, including all their success, they're still not that big. If you if you look at the uh, Herald Sun, for example, mm. even in grand final week where Melbourne's invariably in the grand final, you'll still find them you know, 10 pages off the back page because they'll be 
25 other football, AFL football stories that will fit in first. Well, that's a bit how real football fans feel with general media coverage <laughs> yeah, well, that's true yeah. that is true yeah. what, pretty, what was the, the phrase Sheila's wogs and poofters well that's yeah. still prevalent <laughs> from the media perspective yeah it, um, it is true mm. it is very true um, yeah. but even up here I mean it's a shame that even though football is there's some great players in Darwin and I've been lucky mm. enough to play quite a bit up here yep. and um, there's been some very, very talented players come come through over the years and uh, it just doesn't get the recognition. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's a shame really but I guess it is what it is and we don't consume media the way we used to. So, yeah, yeah, well, um, you know, maybe there's opportunity for something to occur in, in the yeah. space there. Um but it definitely is is the world game, and and we do look to Europe as the you know, of the pinnacle yeah, of the sport. Right. And of course, it sometimes it can feel like watching a Sunday league game, other other leagues. But yep. there's the, especially the A League, the standard has improved quite a bit over the last yeah. few years, and I think that augurs well for for the game generally. Well, I think Australia. Um, you know, internationally, definitely punches above its weight in terms of sport. I think that prior to the A League coming about, one of the issues we suffered from was that the young players, if they were any good, were going overseas. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I go back to the Harry Kills of this world mm-hmm. and the Mark Vadukas mm-hmm. and, you know, that sort of era. That, those guys, um, we've only seen the tail end of their careers. We've never. As in in Australia, yeah. we've never seen them yeah. at their peak. Whereas at least now we're getting them before they get to that stage, and when they get in those, you know, those, I guess most formative years of playing at their peak, we kind of want them to go to Europe, don't we? Well, you you want your best playing with the best for the best. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, we don't begrudge our basketballers going to the NBA we celebrate them and, and that's as it should be and yeah, you know definitely. if you can compete because all basketballers should leave the country is that what you're saying no oh sorry no, no. not at all not at all um, <laughs> putting words in my mouth <laughs> you, you, you as a person want to do your best of and if you are at that level you want to be of playing course. at the highest yeah, level course. and uh, what was disappointing for me with regards to football in Australia, was our attitude at this World Cup. I just yeah. felt we were a bit scared and timid. Yep, yep. Um, surprisingly, we, we actually dominated most of the games that we played. Mm. I just felt that we never fully backed ourselves 100%. Yeah. And being lucky enough to have attended the Asian Cup final um, where we, we beat South Korea, um, seeing the attacking intent it really showed that the, the Australian spirit where we'll have a go mm. and when you have a go you don't do it half assed yeah, yeah, you do yeah. it yeah. All, in, all, all in all in all in and that, yeah. that's the Australian way and I just felt we, we didn't back ourselves at this World Cup mm. and that and it showed in our lack of goals and we got caught out you know the yep. other teams had one or two chances and they took them yeah, yeah. We, we had we had opportunities we just didn't back ourselves to do yeah. it so I think we should see a change now that Graham Arnold is the national team coach. Yep. And uh, he's a pragmatic coach, but he knows that you need to score goals to win games. So mm. I think we'll see some younger players coming through that will have that flair, that spirit in them to yep. go and, and do their best. And 
if it doesn't come off, well, big deal. Yeah, if you have a go and you lose, no one cares. We, we've got to get over this, uh, well, yeah. at least we made it kind of thing. Well, we're not <laughs> yeah, there yeah. to make it. We're there yeah, to win yeah, it. Yeah, and, 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 and that you've was got in, to believe in yourself to do that. That was 10 years ago when we finally Well, made it. it was 10 years ago and it was um, the guys from 10 years ago, you know, well, 12, who went to Germany in 2006, they believed they could do it. Yeah. And they were good players. Yeah. But they were playing well. They were yeah. playing at their best of their ability and yeah. they backed themselves 100%. I just felt this group didn't quite uh, have that. Yeah. Mm, for whatever reason. Yeah. There it is. All right. A bit of sport talk, bit of uh, yeah, local business is. talk. I must say thank you, Mario, for coming in today. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate oh. it. Thank yeah, you, guys. Thanks for joining us. It, you know, it truly shows how you guys are really smart at what you do and you guys are genuine and that's, you know, hard to find up here now. That's well, my opinion. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, it's great coming along and having a chat with you guys and always enjoy it, whether it's behind the mic or, <laughs> or in front of it. Yeah. So. That's it. That's it. And uh, thank you to our audience who put up with our kids uh, making some noises in the background. It, it is, is school holidays. It is school holidays yes. here in Darwin <laughs> at the moment. So uh, any parents out there will know what it's like. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, I'm Peter Kafkas. And I'm Peter Gowers. We are two peas in a pod. We'll catch you next time. Bye.